Hey guys, I'm Rhea Fry, best-selling author, business owner, wife, mother, but most of all, I'm a human. And I'm Joe Tower, entrepreneur, producer, editor, husband, son, and I am also a human. As writers, we're always digging behind the story of publishing, ego, process, to get to the deeper truth of who we are and why we're here. While we're still pursuing that mission of the Right Way podcast, we wanted a platform where we could talk about being writers as well as being human. Now we'll be spending each episode talking with real people about real shit. This is the real story. Oh, you know, and it's funny because I kept thinking about why are why did why have we decided to record a podcast episode about fucking burnout? <laughs> because we're both fucking burnout. <laughs> I'm so tired. It took me so much effort just to walk to my studio. Oh, I mean, they, it's insane. You say that you say walk to my studio, and I'm like, oh, yeah. no way. <laughs> No, nope, well, I wouldn't so do it. So something to make us feel better, though, um, Rachel White, who's the shaman that we had on our podcast, she just put out this newsletter called High Strangeness about- High Strangeness. Yes, High Strangeness. So what's going on in the world right now, it's like this um, kind of intrusive, immersive experience of, you know, spirit penetrating mundane life, but it can make you feel- like you're almost walking through a dream, like you're just, you're not motivated to do anything. But you're, I said to Alex yesterday, like, God, everything seems so bright and like the colors are brighter. And I feel like I'm like, honestly, it's like being on drugs, but I'm not on drugs. And I just went through this newsletter and I was like, oh my God, this is exactly how I'm feeling. But I'm also feeling a thousand percent burned out exhausted to the point of like, I just don't care. I don't want to do, I don't want to do anything. Like I don't want to do anything creatively. I don't want to do anything professionally. I don't want to do anything personally. You and I had this text exchange where, you know, I, I had this like burst of energy a few weeks ago where we were just like seeing everybody doing everything sense of community. It was awesome. And then we went out this weekend to this vineyard to meet some friends. And the moment we got there, I was just like, I don't like, I don't want to be around people. I, this is loud. It's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people, music playing, you know, it's hot. Like, I just want to go home and take a nap. And that's how I've felt lately. I just like, am so, I don't want to be behind a computer I like I don't have anything to give energetically, personally, professionally, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. It's it's bizarre. Well, I don't know. And it, I, I think we, we have to come back to you to saying to like qualifying it by saying it's bizarre. And I think this is something that we do all the time, which is like, why am I tired? And any time that I'm like any time that I say that, I'm like, why am I so tired uh, Anna is like she's tired. <laughs> she is tired, but she's she's tired. But she's also like, are you really asking yourself that question? Do you really not know the answer? Like, review the review the state of the world. Review the last four months of our life. Review you know whatever. And I think we don't as pe- because of like, and we talk about this all the time. But because of, I think the poisonous intrusion of hustle culture in a, in living in being a human. We get tired, we get burnt out, and the first thing we do is we say, why? Why am I, 
why do I feel like this? And it's like, well, because you fucking are, because everything's too overwhelming. I mean, I know I had this conversation with you the other day because I... I'm lucky enough in this emergency move to Denver that I actually have like a very small network of people I grew up with that have all relocated to the, from the Midwest to Denver. Uh, a clutch of about four or five people who I've known almost my entire life and haven't seen some of them, you know, in 25 years. And uh, the other night, my folks are in town helping us out and and Anna's been feeling a bit better. So uh, I we we went out, we met out for a, be- for a beer. And... It was great um, because there's a lot of, there's a, well, <laughs> well, exactly, but there's like a lot of stuff to reminisce about and we have this history and it's good to see each other again. And I also came home from that and I was like, oh, I can't, I certainly can't do that on a regular or even like moderately regular basis. And I told Anna, I was like, if these were, if this was meeting new people out, if, if I, I was like, forget it. I'm out. A hundred percent. I don't have whatever it takes, whatever energy it takes to do that. I don't, I don't have, but let's, let's talk about all the things. And you know, you, you said you made the comment, like you, you were kind of like categorizing all these, all the fundamental ways in which you burn out. And let's, I mean, I think it's fair to take stock of like where you're at with all of these things and like where you're at with work and where you're at with creative and where the world is at and like the existential um, burnout that we can, we can feel, especially now, especially as like the, the, any kind of certainty in our world is like out the fucking window. Uh, It all makes sense. Like the burnout makes sense. It's very real. And we, you deserve a break. Well, but it's funny, right? Because you're sitting here, talking about being burnt out and being tired too. But I'm like, oh, well, you actually have a reason to be exhausted and to be burnt out. Like, what's my excuse? What's my reason? You know, that's that's the the guilt that I, I place on myself too. Like, well, oh, you I- should look at it because I think you have every reason to burn. Like, if I can, I, I, I mean, I think like being an individual who's caretaking a spouse with cancer, I, sure, like that's, but the unfortunate part about that, though, is I think that's like, that's a reason for burnout that we all agree on. But why? Why aren't we all agreeing on all the other things? You're a fucking parent and you're an entrepreneur and you're an author and you are working 24 fucking seven at all of those things. And on top of that, I really look around at the state of the world and I'm like, we all have, we're all burnout. I mean, oh, we're generally yeah. speaking. So and like, I, yeah, you've got the reasons. Well, and I think it was funny. I was talking when we went and met our friends who we love so much at, at the these vineyards. And I think it was just like I was super tired that day anyway. I'd been running around all day and there was this band like playing like right where we were. So we were having to scream and, and yell to even hear each other. But her husband, whom I love, my friend's husband, doesn't like people and doesn't like going out. And she has I to, understand him. I understand, exactly. <laughs> but he's so amazing and, and social in those situations. But he just, he's very choosy about how they have three kids. They have twins and a six-year-old little girl. So, I mean, and they work and she runs her own business. And so it's all crazy. 
But I, we were talking about how, you know, the last two years, a lot of these giant social gatherings have been taken away and they're, and they're slowly being reintroduced. And whereas I used to not think twice about it, now going to these things where there's just hundreds and hundreds of people, whether it's at conferences or a show or an event like that, I... And just instantly, I told Alex, like, we walked up and within five minutes, I was like, cool, I'm ready to go. (laughs) Like, I was meeting new people, too. And it was standing around, like, you know, just talking about, I'm just, I'm having a hard time playing the part of, oh, what do you do? And, you know, I've never been a small talk person. But we, you know, you were talking about your friends and meeting your friends and if they had been new people in that energy, And another, like, I feel like we've been closing loops on certain friendships and relationships. I've talked about that on the podcast a little bit, but a couple weeks ago we had friends over for a backyard hang and we hadn't seen them in a while and they have kids too. And it was just like one of those, it was just an odd energetic evening where I was like, oh, this might be the last time we hang out. It was just almost like this final, I feel like there's just been some closure on certain, on certain relationships. And, and it's very strange though, because I'm finding again that things I used to enjoy doing, I don't really enjoy doing that much anymore. And I'm not sure if it's because we all got out of the habit of it and really got time to figure out how we want to spend our time or if it's just being out of practice. And so because I haven't been giving my energy to these like, you know, going here, doing this, a million things that I'd normally be doing the last couple of years, I've been giving it more to work and sitting behind a computer and, you know, doing client stuff all day, every day. And we talked about the nature of our business. There is no gap. It's very cyclical. When one project ends, another one is beginning. And while we're very grateful for that, there's there's not ever a true lull. And if there is a true lull, then I start to panic and I get in scarcity mindset. And so there's never just a, a true ebb and flow of of this, this is the output, now it's time for rest. This is the output, now it's time for rest. And I've been making more of an effort on Thursdays, the end of the day, I stop working, I don't work on Friday, I don't check my email or anything until Monday. And I've been throwing myself into like home projects and like yesterday was beautiful. I spent the entire day outside, I read a whole book, you know, took a five mile walk, played with, Sophie saw my parents, we baked, went outside, jumped around, played basketball. Like it was just one of those perfect days. And I was like, wow, this feels nourishing to me. And it has nothing to do with creating anything. It's just really being present in the moment. And I've been journaling again. I kind of got away from journaling. I got away from meditating a little bit and have been coming back to it. And what I realized, like, I think most of us do who are in burnout is, you know, we talk about this too, but like the constant dopamine hits we get with, you know, our phones or if you're in the, if you're in the business of like the book business, for instance, you know, you get these hits and these successes that come to you. And I've realized that I am still waiting 
for something to happen in my profession in order for me to feel excited, energetic, joyful, instead of just choosing to feel that way anyway. I am very conditioned to wait for something to happen in order for me to feel the way that I want to feel. And because there haven't been a lot of like super exciting things that have happened, I've had to contend with, okay, how am I really feeling? What energy do I actually have that's not related to these dopamine hits of accomplishments or awards or, oh, cool, I sold this book or this happened. And so I've just been really like looking at the true essence of of who I am and what energy I do have. And I realize like I do give it all away all the time and I'm on call all the time and I'm responding all the time that I haven't filled my own cup up as much. And in order to do so, you do have to detach a little bit. You have to say no more often. You have to listen to what you want to do. And my fear is always like, oh, well, it's choosing one or the other. I'm either going to have this like solitary nourishing life, or I'm going to continue to be a part of the hustle culture that everybody else is a part of. And I'm having trouble finding the middle ground of that ebb and flow of like, having rest and nourishment and then also being part <laughs> being part of the world in what that means today and right now i'm just so tired with it all that i just want to do nothing but like lay down and take a nap i mean all of that sounds exhausting think about like think about what what we're expending just going through that whether you're in whether you're in um, kind of a state where you're avoiding uh, self-existence, boredom, um, uh, whatever, uh, or you're actually willingly uh, allowing yourself to exist in that state, whether you're doing it through like meditation or like some kind of a, a self-awareness or self-improvement practice, think about how, I, mean, I, I don't know, just hearing you talk about it, like the mental energy alone, the emotional energy that's getting expended, which are all energy reserves that we deplete on a daily basis. And I think, I think that we don't really consider that either. I think we think about fatigue and we think about, well, you know, I was up working on a project until one in the morning and I didn't get great sleep. And then I woke up early and I hit the gym and I had a packed day and blah, blah, blah. We kind of, we look at it at a, like at a very surface level, instead of saying like, well, um, you know, I'm hitting Yahoo News every morning and I'm reading about the, uh, you know, the occupation in the Ukraine and I'm looking at uh, COVID numbers increasing, hospitalizations increasing. I'm looking at, you know, crime rates increasing and the housing market and blah, blah, blah. And I, don't, I think we don't really ever take into account how that brief action, however seemingly innocuous, scrolling, innocuous, scrolling through, you know, a news feed how much that actually takes out of us how much how much this this worry this concern this wanting like and you know thinking about like waiting for dopamine hits or like this is that is addict kind of you know that that is you are we are bouncing up and down on that on that graph on that spectrum between high highs and low lows and, you know, there's no moderation with that anymore. No, and I've I've been observing my own behavior. So 
and that's when I go back to like, well, what's my excuse? Because I don't consume anything that makes me feel terrible. So I, I there is no news coming in <laughs> to my little my little world and vortex. I mean, I of course I know what's going on in the world. I hear people talking about it, but I don't actively go out and seek that because I know how it's going to make me feel. And I've done that my entire life. I, I do not invite the news into my mental space because I'm naturally prone to anxiety and worry and you know, all of that fun stuff. So I don't do that. But what I have been observing is I've been putting my phone down. I took mail back off my phone for the millionth time, kind of cleaned up, cleaned up my phone. And I've had moments where I'm like, I'm not going to listen to a podcast. I'm not going to consume anything. And my fingers like itch to pick up that phone and just check that one thing or like, let me see whose who's audio message or text and let me just, you know, check my email anyway. And the need, it is addict behavior to check on something because it's going to make me feel a certain way. I think that's part of why I've been so tired is I'm reducing that behavior. So I'm not getting those high highs. And then I've actually been sleeping really really well where I'm waking up less and less, but I've been so deprived of that because I wake up a million times a night that I think I'm I'm in like such a deficit that my body is almost readjusting to what it means to like sleep through the night and actually have good rest. And then it's like, it's craving more and more and more and more. But the you know, the days move so fast. Our worlds move so fast. There's so many things to do to keep up with friendships and social obligations. And, you know, my child, you know, her social life and school and all the events and parties. And, you know, last week I was in the car for four hours going from like Alex's jiu-jitsu competition to Sophie's acting class to a party that she had to go to back here. And so like you're also chauffeur and then keeping up with keeping myself fit and going through the things that I want to do and also working and, oh, wait, I need to be writing that next book, even though I just got done with another book. (laughs) And it's just this cycle that how do you like unless you break out of it completely and go a different path it can feel very ostracizing because everybody is following this one set of rules it seems and just i mean so alex is reading this book it's amazing it's like a hunter gatherer's guide to uh, i need to uh, we'll put it in the show notes cuz i can't remember the last word, but it's, it's talking about what we were actually supposed to be as humans, how we were supposed to live, what we were, you know, what we were supposed to be and how far away we have gotten from the foundation of what it means to be human. And it is unbelievable when you think about how complex we've made being human and, the basic stuff is the medicine. And we talk about this from time to time, but, you know, I always feel so much better when I am outside, when I am not with my technology, when I'm like on the water or hiking or, you know, in the mountains or in the grass barefoot or, you know, just doing something that is natural and intrinsic to 
my DNA versus what we've made it mean to be human or successful. Or you sent me a meme or something the other day about the, like, what was it? Like working, like it's Saturday and you're not going to work, but how there's such guilt around that, like not working. And it's, it's just this like cyclical thing where we feel bad. We feel bad when we're taking rest or when we, when we say we're tired. Yeah, here it is. It's like, let's be productive. And then it says no. And it says, oh, a day of relaxing it is. And it says no relaxing, only guilt. And that's, that's how it is. I mean, we feel guilty when we need to relax, when we need to rest. Um, Partly because I think we feel like we're missing out on shit, you know, like, oh, can't, you know, if I say no to this, you know, I mean, I'm I'm still grappling with that where I'll say yes to a bunch of things in advance and then I'm not really checking in with why did I say yes to that? Am I saying yes to that because I feel like that's what I should say yes to as a business owner, as an author, as a good friend? This is what these these people do or like, what do I actually need? What do I actually want to do? And it's just like that takes energy even there's so much resistance there. And with every decision that we make, every choice that we're offered, it's constant decision fatigue and constant energy giving instead of energy conservation. And I'm not really sure what the antidote is. I mean, there are whole books dedicated to burnout. There's whole programs <laughs> dedicated to, to burnout and exhaustion, but it really is such a an overlooked state of being and doing like we we are all in burnout i think and i mean what's the what's the remedy there what what's the antidote <laughs> wait are you asking <laughs> yeah, me that yeah i'm asking you <laughs> hilarious you have all the You're answers hilarious <laughs> um i i mean i think like well i think you answered a lot of the question yourself there. I think that Did I? I'm is, so tired. I, mean, I, rem- I don't remember what I even said. <laughs> in my experience, particularly now, like, you know, the only way out is through. And we either awareness is the key as awareness is the key for perhaps everything is like not only the key, but like the first step. And if we don't, we we do risk loss and burnout and, and just ab like absolute abject exhaustion. And it doesn't have to be a situation like mine where certainly I add my own shit onto the pile, but there's also like all of this external stuff that is at least somewhat out of our control that we're contending with. And, and that's, that's true for all of us. I think that there, unless you do want to you know, shuck it all, burn it down, uh, live in a hut. You know, I, is that possible to do? I, I don't know. Is that, is there fulfillment there? I don't know. Um, and so I think the only way to counteract uh, the effects of this is to at least be aware of what you need to restore, replenish um, uh, recover and do it, uh, regularly. And yeah, I think that, you know, I think technology and quote unquote, like plugged inness is a big 
is perhaps the biggest issue. Um, and I think it's, I think the culture of that prevents us because the problem with hustle culture is it's perpetuated by stuff like social media is because not only us now who did not grow up with this technology, but kids, everybody's become, there's this great talk by Simon Sinek and he's talking about how everybody has become masterful at making everything look like it's no problem. And so we don't encounter other people. We don't, I mean, maybe more so now as we're starting to call it out, but we don't encounter people on Instagram or, or Facebook who are also having a hard time. We encounter people on Facebook who like look great, feel great on vacation, you know, eating out, blah, blah, blah. And that makes it even harder to contend because what we're doing is we're having a hard time and then we're asking ourselves why we're having such a hard time. But everybody is having a hard time. I don't give a fuck who you are or who you say you are. You're having a hard time too. I know you are. I know But it. don't you think we're having a hard time because we're trying to do all this stupid bullshit that just doesn't? Yes. Like, but how? Like you can't, you can't like go out. I was thinking about that the other day. We went out to these vineyards. And I'm like, typically... I would take a bunch of pictures and then, you know, we post about where we are and what we're doing so other people can look at what we're doing and almost feel bad that they're missing out on that or they should be doing that or, you know, it's this crazy, crazy loop of not doing enough, not being enough, not having enough and it takes us constantly away from actually how we're feeling, what we're doing, what we actually have, how we could actually feel if we weren't busying our time watching other people live their lives. Well, certainly, certainly. But within that, we can't, you can't, there's no way to worry about the state of the matrix. There's only how you contend with the matrix, right? Right, right. And but if you're the if you're one uh, one of those people who doesn't really want to contend with it the way everybody else is, you know, like you said earlier, it's like I'm going to burn it all to the ground and do it different. And I think there just has to be a more balanced approach <laughs> to restoring and nourishing and replenishing on a consistent basis that doesn't involve like completely, you know, changing your life. But like, that's the problem is we see all of these extremes, you know, the people who, I mean, we've even talked about doing it. We're going to sell everything and travel as if that's going to bring us the golden ticket of balance and happiness. And, you know, there, there has to be a way to find that rest and joy and nourishment in your daily busy life that is the key to me is making that work for you and with you versus having to do something so extreme and dramatic because we can't see another way out. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's what I mean. That's what I mean is like if you did chuck it all and move to a hut on a mountain, like would that fix it? I don't know. I don't know. But I, I mean, but maybe. I know that it, I know <laughs> that if you contend with the matrix and start to make some choices, like, Nothing changes unless we change. 
So we can't, and I do the same thing. Like that's why we check email inboxes. That's why we check text threads is because we want something to change. And a lot of times we don't even know what that is. One of my biggest problems is like, I can, I do not identify what I want to change. I just want something to change. But that doesn't mean anything. But do you only want something to change because we have we are in such a constant state of like, you know, hearing from people and checking this thing and doing this and doing this that we don't even know. Like even, I'll be totally honest, during these podcasts, when we record the podcast, my hands and eyes, and I, I'm always like, itching to do like check something on my computer or my phone or um it's I have such a hard time just sitting in the moment tuning in a hundred percent because I think that's what this all comes back to is attention and where our attention is and we do not know as humans how to have our full undivided attention on any one thing at any one time, it's always divided. We're always distracted. And to compound that, I think we also don't know how to put our attention nowhere either. No, we do not. We only know we only know how to put our attention everywhere. We don't know how to put our attention somewhere and we don't know how to put, put our attention nowhere. So we can't, you know, you talk about this a lot. Like, what is it just to like sit and stay? And look, like, you know, not even, not, I'm not even talking about meditation, no, which has kind right. of a focal point. Right. Abandon that. Like, what does it mean to just like sit and be and not do anything? Uh, well, I don't, I don't think there is a single person listening to this who can maybe answer that question. Be, uh, maybe not for more than what, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, who on a regular basis, please let me know if you're one of these people. Yes, can email us and stare and wander. And I will say, okay, so yesterday I walked, I did a five mile walk. We, we ran a bunch of errands. It was a gorgeous day. And I had Alex drop me off at the Greenway, which was by a Target, and I walked home. So I walked the five miles home on this gorgeous Greenway that wraps all the way around the city. It's one of my favorite things about where we live because I can walk directly to the Greenway in about 10 minutes. And I was walking and it was so gorgeous. And for some reason, like the uh, just the leaves were so bright and so is the sky. And I was just you know, looking at all of these things. And typically I would call someone to talk to them or I would listen to a podcast. And instead I was like, no, I don't want to consume anything. But I did put on music and I decided to listen to Deftones, which I used to love them when I was like 17 years old, 18 years old. And for some strange reason, I was like, I'm going to listen to this music that I listened to over 20 years ago. And immediately during this whole walk, I was transported to the way that I used to feel when I would listen to this music because as a teen, I would get in my car and I would just go and I would just drive for hours, not going anywhere, not doing anything, listening to the music with the windows rolled down, a hand extended out the window and just like pine and think and wander or I would lay in my room looking at my ceiling, lights out. I used to have those glow-in-the-dark stars on my ceiling and a lava lamp. (laughs) I would just lay there and just think for, literally, for hours. I wouldn't do anything. My body would be totally content. 
And I was reminded of that yesterday, how we are all capable of doing that. In fact, that used to be the fabric of so many of our lives was to just sit around and pine and think and daydream and and just chill. Like, remember when you used to have your friends over in your room and you just like sit around and talk or play or listen to music? And I'm like, do kids even do that anymore? Do they like we went to this this vineyard and Sophie was there, of course, and um, there was another 10 year old there that um, another mom wanted her to meet and she had a slightly older friend and there was this barn and Sophie went up into the barn and she was just like doing cartwheels and she brought a toy and she was playing and this other 10 year old and her friend were up there cr- like just crooked over this girl's iPhone and they, they would not engage with Sophie. They did not look up. They literally stayed plugged into that phone the entire time they were there. And Sophie was just content to like play and on her own and just kind of like flip around. And that's, that's what I constantly grapple with is, and I think it's a problem. Like I always look at the way we used to be and the way that I grew up and the way, like what it meant to spend a summer afternoon, for instance, or a beautiful spring day, and then what it means now and how far removed we've all become because of technology. And I'm not villainizing technology, but it is a it is a fact that it completely steals our attention on a second by second basis, most of the day, all day, every day, whether you are a kid, a teen, or an adult. And and that undoing, having to undo that or unlearn or put such boundaries in place is the thing to me that's probably the most exhausting because it is the source of so much of this exhaustion, this unnecessary exhaustion. And how, what is the antidote to that? You go get a fucking flip phone and get off all, you know, social media, which a lot of people do. And then you live a very, a very different life than most people. So what what is the happy medium? Is there a happy medium? I don't know. No, we're all data vultures. Everybody <laughs> dies. Sophie lives. That's what happens. If, <laughs> if you guys have an answer, uh, or if you do, uh, if you are able to sit and while away the hours uh, just observing uh, life happening around you and existing within it, uh, email us at podcast at rightwayco.com. We're legitimately curious. It's W-R-I-T-E-W-A-Y-C-O.com. Let us know. We want to know. Um, we'll follow your lead on this Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to Right Way Presents The Real Story. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment. And for more information on The Real Story and Right Way, visit rightwayco.com.